Welcome to Go Closer, the podcast that explores spiritual transformation and what it takes to go closer to God each day. Hi, I'm Kara Whitney. I'm a wife, a mom, and an evangelist author. And I'm Arnie Cole, a behaviorist, research scientist, and CEO of Back to the Bible. And I love to study life transformation. And you know, every person has a story. And today, we have a story that will inspire you to go closer. All right, today we're going to wrap up our chat with Dave. This would be day three. Um, If you're just tuning in, you do want to go back and listen to days one and also two. But I'll give you sort of a Cliff Notes version that Dave had a lukewarm faith. He struggled with some things. By day two, we listened to Dave, and uh, he talks about prayer life. So if you struggle with prayer, you definitely want to go back and listen to day two. But this is really crazy. I always say, God, don't put me in Africa because I feel like this is not my place to be a missionary. Arnie's just laughing because this is how Arnie grew up in the mission field, right? Well, and uh, actually my prayer is the exact opposite. Mine is put me in the front lines because I'm such a spiritual loser. If I get comfortable, if I don't have it, I'll backslide. So um, it's just we're all made differently. We are, but also, too, I know that if I'm asked to go, it's going to be the right time, the, the, you know, and I just have to step out and do that. So obedience. But this is the conclusion of Dave's interview because he starts with a lukewarm faith. Oh, I know. It's and crazy then where it goes. He's in the mission field, and it's super unexpected. He tells us how he got there and how he now serves to help young girls who are being sexually abused and trafficked. Right. It's it's an amazing story. So from lukewarm to the battlefield. On fire. There you go. So, Dave, I'm super curious. What is your favorite scripture and why? The one that always comes to my mind that for me, kind of signifies, I guess I I call it my road to Damascus moment, where there was just a switch. And uh, it was uh, James 4, 8, you know, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. People always, you see that a lot on coffee mugs and stuff. Right, right. But you never see the second part of that verse, which is interesting to me because it says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart, you double-minded. And so, you know, you can draw near to God, but you have to come with the right intentions. You have to come with the right, uh, you can't come with pride. You know, the Bible says that, you know, God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. And so that verse speaks to me because uh, when I had my moment where I, I said to myself, this is just between me, you know, like and the Lord that day. I'm going to humbly pray today. I'm going to turn everything off. I'm not going to work. Kind of a workaholic, I guess. I was like, I'm not going to go work today. I'm turning no radio, no TV. And I'm just going to talk to God. I kind of cleansed my hands. I said, I'm just going to come as I am. I'm not going to, anything I've done or thought about, I'm leaving that right. You know, it's, I'm coming with it. And I'm coming to you, God. And today also, I'm going to, I'm not going to be double-minded. I'm not going to be praying while the radio's on and the TV's on. And I'm looking at my text messages. I just 
blocked everything out. I drew to him and he drew to me. It was like, that's just, that's it. You know, that's, uh, so I always tell people, I said, I promise you, if you just draw to him and go to him, he is real. He will reveal himself to you. Um, 100%. I have, I've never met anyone that said he did it. So, right. um, you know, but we all go through those times where uh, we have doubt. We have our moments where we wrestle with, wrestle with God a little bit like Jacob. And when my wife had her stroke recently um, and my dad passed and uh, one of our mission trips got canceled. And I'm thinking, I'm doing all these things you want me to do, God. Why is this happening? And so, you know, and I never went to him. I never prayed in a way that was like, you know, where I felt um, mad or just kind of not not mad, but just, I was just done. <laughs> I'm just like done. And uh, I almost found that, not that I wish all those things, but we we draw close to God when we, when we go through these rough times. I mean, that's when he draws us close. You know, his His strength is made, made perfect in our weakness. And, um, you know, for my wife, when she went through that spiritually, it was amazing because I started praying over her like, Never before. I mean, it was like we were praying together because she lost her speech and we didn't know if she was, you know, what could happen. So it drew us so close spiritually to where it wasn't just me and her or uh, me trying to provide and, and just the needs, but like we put God, like God was right there. It was me, her and God. Right. And that's where you're supposed to be in a marriage, you know, so he, he's amazing. You don't always know. Yeah, it's so interesting, too. Yeah, because we tend to make things about ourselves and what we're struggling with. But God was probably doing a number on Kim for the reasons he needed to do that. I mean, I know f- with my kids, you pray, I hope they find nice friends. Or, you know, you try to want to orchestrate a pain-free life for them. But I realized the best way to pray for my kids is to just say, whatever it takes to get them to you, Lord. And sometimes that's Mm -hmm. extremely painful because we love people and, you know, especially our kids. We don't want those types of things to happen to them or our spouse or whatever. So, but Dave, you, it was a, it was a light switch. You are on fire for Jesus. I love you so much. Your life. I love you guys so much. The way I view you, like we all have spiritual gifts. I have a spiritual gift for evangelism. I love talking to people about Jesus. Uh, Your spiritual gift is in the field. And I just admire that so much. You know, Arnie grew up like that. His parents were missionaries. Mm. Uh, Arnie will go anywhere. Um, He's just got amazing faith um, to walk into any situation. Like, hey, I know you're cannibals, but let me tell you about Jesus (laughs) in this Go Tandem app. So... But can you tell us now what you're doing? Uh, you're battling human trafficking, Dave, and it's amazing. And talk about your organization. Yeah, so when I ended up actually going to Africa, uh, because of my daughter, actually, because her, it's really amazing how God works because my daughter is just on fire for Jesus, and she always has been. It, I mean, I could really, I always say I can only mess her up. And... Uh, <laughs> And I'm so glad she didn't listen to her dad a lot of times when I was giving her wrong advice. But 
you know, when I told her she couldn't go, I mean, she just looked me in the eye. And, and you know, Casey, she's like, not, she just does what mom and dad say. She goes, well, God's calling me and you can't stop me. I'm 18. And I was like, wow, wow, this is serious, you know? And I said, well, we'll go. And then when I, when I went to the meeting, uh, I got called and I never expected what would happen to me when I went there. But, uh, you know, I, I think everyone needs to come to a place of where they really are broken and done. And going to Uganda and experiencing girls that have been through the horrors of trafficking and uh, sexual abuse and just, I mean, things that you can't imagine and listen to their testimonies and loving on them and, and uh, experiencing that you know, extreme poverty and, and extreme pain. It, uh, it shakes you to your core and really gives you a, a perspective that uh, is healthy, you know, especially for Americans, because we can we can get caught up in our blessings. You know, we, I always say that be careful not to worship your blessings, but worship the blesser. You know, that's don't good get. Advice. Yeah, that's yeah. very good advice. So, you know, like Paul always says, you know. Don't uh, worship. They do that with creation. They worship the creation, but not the creator. It's the same thing. He created everything. So everything's going to turn to dust, right? So um, only things that last forever, faith, hope, and love. So uh, love is the greatest thing. So for me, when I went to Uganda, I just, it just wrecked me. It wrecked me to the point to where I didn't know I was going to get called there. Anyway, I got on fire for this organization called She Is More Than. And uh, I said, when I get home, we're getting those girls sponsored. We have a, two different categories of, of, and they're girls that are young girls, teens that have been sexually abused and trafficked. And basically they come out of the slums of Katanga, Uganda. And some are at risk and some have been abused. So what we do is uh, our staff there, they, they find the girls that are kind of they, they're ready to get out of that situation because uh, sometimes they'll go back. So they really try to vent and find girls that are ready to to want to go to school. Because in Uganda, the, Uganda, there is no school. It's just boarding school. So if they're not in boarding school, they're really at risk because they're, they're in the slums. They're uh, in areas where they're, they're in danger. So... Uh, to go to boarding school is literally going from, you know, they have meals, they have shelter, they have chapel, um, they have, uh, you know, just they're safe and uh, they're away for several months and then they go back. So uh, we get, uh, once we get the girls and we take them through uh, the restoration process and it's a Christian organization, a lot of the staff have been through that themselves. So they they just go through their process of of uh, taking these girls to a place to where they get them, where they can go to school. And then we find them sponsors uh, here in the States or locally. And and then we start that walk with them where they go through boarding school. And uh, we have that sponsorship program where we try to really encourage our, our sponsors to go to Uganda to, to meet them, to have that relationship with them, to... Um, I have, we have five, I have five sponsor daughters and, uh, we, I call them our sponsor daughters. And I always thought, well, we spent all this money to go over there, right? Well, we could take this money and do so much with it. 
And I, that was my whole process is like, why we spend all this money to travel over there to for an hour with someone, right? And what I realized and what we actually teach is um, it's not about what you can do for them. It's what God is doing in your heart. As we have these relationships going forward and I get on fire, I go back a second time and uh, to, I lead the team. Uh, we actually, uh, it was last year, we came back during COVID, when COVID hit. You know, we were, it was pretty crazy because everyone in America is like, are you guys going to get back home? Because uh, it was March 17th when we flew back to the States. And we're all like laughing because we're like, it's normal here. Like America's crazy. And so we packed up a bunch of toilet paper, brought it home to our family because no one had toilet paper. <laughs> and um, we get back and, you know, God just makes, he makes a way like we're all worried about this, but it was like nothing. We get home just fine. Everyone's healthy and safe. And the organization had approached me uh, uh, about doing, getting on the fundraising committee. And that's not my deal. But the last couple of years, I actually, God kind of put it on my heart to start a golf tournament uh, for She Is More Than. And we've been raising money for trafficking through the golf tournament. So when they kind of asked me to do that, I said, well, it kind of makes sense. I'm already doing the golf tournament. So I decided, well, you know, I mean, it's not me. It's just God. It's like God opened that door and I don't have a choice. So that's kind of what I'm doing now. I'm just, uh, you know, we're, we're getting ready to take our second team, our third team over um, in uh, August 1st. We have like 15 missionaries. We're excited to go back and just sow into those relationships, sow into that organization. You know, they also do local awareness here in the States and, and uh, prostitution awareness nights and outreach nights and things like that. So, you know, it's a big problem in the world. People are more and more aware of it. You know, it, it's overwhelming if you let it get to you because it will get to you because it's, it's such a big thing. But I always give people this advice and I use it for myself a lot. And I know that, you know, not one of us can help everyone, but all of us can help someone. So if all of us just helped one person, you know, we would go a long ways. Yeah, that's, that's so, certainly true. Yeah. So I, I just say I try to stick to my mission and my assignment, you know, so if God puts people kind of in our, our life that are sowing into us and he gives us people that we can sow into. So, stay in our own lanes all the way to the finish lane. line. Yeah, give right? it the, use the giftings that God gave us. And, and I didn't realize that prayer, going back to prayer, I did not realize I had a gifting of prayer, of intercessory prayer. And it's something that once you the Holy Spirit starts moving in your life, you don't know what's going to happen. But uh, I'd be up at 2, 3 in the morning praying for people. And, you know, I would, I would just feel something in my spirit. I might even have a dream about someone and I would be like, I need to pray for them. And so I would say, when you feel those little nudges, don't let those little opportunities pass. You know, like those little nudges from the Holy Spirit, like we've all had them. And then sometimes yeah. we've acted and then sometimes we kind of let, you know, someone else get, get that, get to have that flame, you know? Yeah, so, it's, it is a thrill when you see something like that and it connects and you're sure like, is. you just laugh. You're just like, of course, Lord, thank you. Yeah, it's like, you know, why was places. I so, why was I so scared? What was I worried about? You know, it's yeah. like... Crazy. So, like coming on here, you know, I had, you know, I have a phobia of microphones. You know, remember when they would try yeah. to get me to go out and introduce Dan? Yeah. <laughs> and I would be like, 
no, dude, I'm, and they would try to push me out there and I was so scared of it. Like I have a true phobia of speaking. Plus, like Arnie's always trying to push me out. But I, I will say, you know, Arnie, I'll never tell you no. <laughs> because I don't ever want to be disobedient, yes. you know. And honestly, you know, I remember talking to our pastor about, I was writing a book. I was literally sweating through shirts. <laughs> and he said, you're actually in the best place you can be because yeah. you aren't relying on yourself at all. No. You know, it's all the Lord. So the just Lord. keep doing what you're doing. But Dave, thank you for thank talking you. to that us. Thank you. That was so, so many fascinating. Good, yeah, good nuggets, man. And I just I love you. So. I'm glad oh, you're I, saved. I love you too. And I, I'm just so, it's just amazing. And I would just want to tell people, if anyone's listening, that, you know, a lot of people might be, and I love, I love your title of this, you know, Grow Closer, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, last night when I was in bed, I have a dog. One of my dogs is like super snuggly. Like he can never get close enough to you. No matter, he'll be right on my neck and pushing in super hard. But so I hug him, but he pushes harder and harder and he can never get close enough. It's just like annoying, but I love him. You know, he's just how he is. And I was just thinking to myself, that's how God wants us to be to him. Like, that's so true. You know, we, I, I just, I want to be close to God. You know, I just want to be in his will. And so uh, the hardest prayer I ever prayed, and I'll be honest with you, is when I asked the God to use me. And I said, Lord, use me. And that's that takes some faith because people say, well, how do you do these things and let God guide you? Well, honestly, it's a surrendered heart, but ask him, ask him. And you don't know. I mean, sometimes you'll ask him and then you'll go back and say, God, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I, I'm always, I, I want him to use me, but sometimes it's that deep breath. And I always go that back to that breath. John Wayne saying okay. where being scared to death, but saddling up anyway. Saddle and I'm up. like, all right, let's do this. I'm, I'm in. You well, know? It, it's exciting uh, to let, to let God run things. Um, cause I can only crash, you know? So <laughs> yeah. And what is it you said, Arnie? This is, I love this quote. I, I actually wrote it down word for word cause I want to use it. But Arnie once said that I'd rather die out in the field than in a nursing home somewhere. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. So. No, that's true. That's true. And, um, you know, like a lot of people, they're looking for answers in, in, in the, in a world of lies. And we know there's only one truth, right? Like, right. so, you know, when, and, and, and uh, Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life. So it's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. So that wraps up season one. It's been interesting, hasn't it? It's been amazing. Fascinating. Because I'm going closer, and I know everyone, and I love their willingness to share their stories, how authentic they are. It's such an encouragement. And how dusty their walk is, you know, but how big their faith becomes because of it. Well, and you know what strikes me? When I was a kid, and I know I walked away from my faith, but at our church— they had what was called a testimony time, and they would do it maybe once a month, but people would actually get up in church and give their testimony. And it was so encouraging and so 
uh, motivating to others. And, you know, you could kind of see around the room and that's kind of lost. So I hope this podcast has helped you go closer by experiencing what other people have experienced and uh, you can start to live out your faith uh, like these these wonderful people have. Thanks for being with us for season one. And since there's a season for everything, we will be back. Stay tuned. And don't forget, be transformed. Fields of Grace, the latest book by Kara Whitney, shares down-to-earth stories about how ordinary people can share their faith in extraordinary ways. Find the link for Fields of Grace in today's description.